You're listening to The Versatile Writer, and this week I've got Hannah from Pages, Places and Plates joining me again. How are you, Hannah? I'm good, thank you. Yeah, very good. How are you? Yeah, great, thank you. Well, we, we say great, but really and truly we're probably a bit... <sighs> I'm at the lockdown. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're kind of getting used to them, though. Um, so this time, it's been a little break that you've had from book mm-hmm. reviews, but this time you've got two books, a fiction and a non-fiction. Yes, yeah. first book we'll be looking at is The Ancestor by Lee Matthew Goldberg, and that's an author you might uh, recognise the name of if you've been listening, because um, I have um, reviewed one of his before. Um, so that, that's a really interesting thriller uh, that came out this year. And the second one is actually another author you might recognise, or you should recognise, Tim Roberts, um, local author, and then um, her second travel memoir book was out this year, so I reviewed that as well, and that's Life Beyond the Castanet. Excellent stuff. Before we get into the questions, what are your thoughts on how, if it's been difficult for authors to publish since COVID was has been upon us? Well, I don't know so much about the publishing side, though. I, I was thinking about that. I was thinking, actually, that must have made it much more difficult with obviously all the restrictions that come about and things like that. So, yeah, that's not good. Um, but I, I have noticed, um, interestingly, which might swing in kind of authors' favours, a lot more people taking up reading um, due to lockdown because they've got the time, um, which isn't always a good thing because it might be that they've lost their jobs. But um, I have noticed people reading a lot more and even people that are still working. I, I've obviously still been working and um, I've um, been able to fit more reading in than a lot of my friends have as well. So it's kind of, um, I guess it's kind of balanced out a little bit. It's been harder to get the new books published, but for those that are already published, um, they might be finding an increase really uh, with their books. Yeah, I also wondered if it was uh if there were more ebooks being published than physical books. I possibly, yeah, I don't know that for a fact, but I wonder if there is, um, because that can obviously still go ahead, can't it? Yeah. Uh, and I know a lot of um so some sides of it, so like proofreaders and all of those, they'll often um work from home anyway or remotely, weren't they? Weren't they? So a lot of people haven't been affected, but I imagine the actual getting down to printing bit um, has become quite difficult. Yeah, also I think audiobooks seem to have taken a, a, a leap upwards of late, haven't they? Yes, yeah, I love audiobooks. I used to hate them and I love them now. I, I can only read them for non-fiction. I can't read fiction or listen to all fiction audiobooks, um, but I love them for non-fiction, so I've been listening to like two or three of those. <laughs> it's interesting, isn't it? We all seem to absorb information in such different ways, mm-hmm. and it, you know, whether it's you know, through our ears or, or whether it's through the screen or the printed page. Yeah. Um, we all seem to have a choice of which one we are drawn to, but then that also might change. I mean, I've, I recall several years ago now, I was I was very... It wasn't that I was anti-e-books. I was just insulted on behalf of print books, I think. I can relate to that, yeah. 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 And now, I'm, you know, obviously over the last few years, I've realised that it, res- it really isn't an argument of e-book versus um, tree book. Mm-hmm. It's more a case of um, there's an audience for all of them. So just yeah. embrace the audience, really. Yeah, I think a lot of people, and myself included here, um, before I would then, I kind of saw an e-book as like the lesser form for some reason. There's a lot of elitism, I think, in reading sometimes. And then I started reading ebooks, and I thought, well, actually, it's just 
the same, isn't it? I mean, I, I do still prefer physical books because I like physically having them in my house. You know what a book hoarder I am. <laughs> um, but yeah, and it, it's it's harder to hoard um, ebooks, but that's only because I like to have a big collection. Right, okay, let's get to um, The Ancestor by Lee Matthew Goldberg. Uh, what, what's this one about? Like his first one, it's quite hard to pin a specific genre on this one. Um, I've got it down to a time slip thriller mm-hmm. with noir elements, historical elements and sci-fi elements. He likes to push the boundaries of fiction, uh, which I think is a really good thing. So basically this book is about a character called um, Wyatt. Um, he wakes up in present-day Alaska, just in the middle of the snow. No idea where he is, doesn't know who he is. Um, he's only He's got one clue on him, um, which dates back to 1898. And it's all very a bit weird. And then he manages to find a local town, and he comes across a man called Travis, who looks exactly the same as him. He befriends Travis, and he starts to try, and the whole story is basically him trying to work out where he's from and he's not from the modern time he's from the past so it's, he's trying to work out why he's there and and trying to get his life back it's yeah it's a really interesting story it really sounds quite fascinating actually and you've got yeah. you said that there's several different genres yeah blended does that stick out for you or is it is it sort of written smoothly it's written very smoothly so um goldberg has a really great writing style it's really modern it's, it's a writing style that I think maybe some people will I think the majority of people will like it, but it, it's very, um, his writing style is very distinctive. I think that's the right way. You can tell it's him when he writes, but I think that's great. I really like that. And yeah, it's, it's all written, it all works well together. All It, it doesn't feel like odd, it being so many uh, genres in a way, and it kind of blends well. Um, but the historical bits are set apart um, from the modern day, obviously. Okay. Um, as, you, as you'd find with most time slip um, novels, they're kind of written separately. But then one that he did it slightly different in this one. So usually um, you'll have the, the bits in the past will kind of be littered, won't they? And um, he's kind of done that. But the majority of the historical writing actually occurs all in one go, kind of just after the middle, I'd say, kind of in the second half of the book, um, which I thought was unusual because I haven't seen it done like that before. Do you think it's experimental? Oh, yeah, he's really experimental in his writing. So what was the other book that you read of his? Slow Down. I don't know if you remember that one, but it was another one, a thriller. It was very noir, um, but it was just a very, again, a very out there uh, plot. um, Very, uh, I don't know the word, but really distinctive. Um, This was the one about the, the actors, wasn't it? Yeah, it really reminded me of The Dice Man. Yes. That sort of vibe going on, yeah. And um, so that's a very kind of Marmite style book. I def- I loved it, um, but I could see why others wouldn't, um, especially with the way that it's written. And that's just, I, not, I could see that won't be some people's cup of tea. And I, I felt this was less Marmite, this one, but it was still very, like, this is different. <laughs> right, OK. What, what drew you to it in the first place? It was the, I read the um, synopsis, it's actually for a book tour that I did, um, but I read the synopsis and I was like, well, I have to read that, don't I? <laughs> That's just like, you've got to read that plot. And it's, it's quite interesting, actually, because the story went differently to what I was expecting. Um, so I thought it was going to be more of a comparison between modern day and the past, but actually that forms very little of the story. Um, it's really hard to describe it without giving key points away, so I won't say too much, but that wasn't the main focus at all. 
Um, so it was different to what I was expecting, but I still really enjoyed it. You know, I'm curious to know how it compared in a writing style rather than the topic or the theme. You know, you said that he's got very distinctive style mm -hmm. to him. So the style of, of both those books jumped out at you as the same author. Yeah, yeah. He has a very interesting descriptive style. Um, it's weird because some it's very modern, modernly written. You can tell it was written now. Um, but it's his description is beautiful and he describes things that other people wouldn't stick out. I wish I had some examples to hand, but he won't go with like your generic description or obvious descriptions of pretty things. He will describe things that the standard eye will miss or the standard eye might see as mundane. He will describe them in a way that brings them out and almost brings another perspective to them. Okay. And that, that was very much present in both books. And I think that's what makes me love his writing so much is it just illustrates the world to how other people might describe things. Crumbs. Okay, sounds like a fantastic author. Yeah, yeah, I'd 100% read more of his work. Obviously, with the genre blending, I'm curious to know what was the overriding theme? There are a few kind of themes. I mean, in terms of plot, family was a big theme and kind of connections between people, I guess. Again, I don't, I, it's, it's really hard to talk about this one. Um, is I think it's better to go in with a more of a blank mind about it and um, so I don't want to say too much because I think people should just read it mm -hmm. um, and kind of experience it in the way I did I, I really liked it because I, I didn't have any idea of what was to come and and the synopsis doesn't really give a lot away either so I, I think that makes a more interesting reading experience but yeah I'd say family is a big, big focus and um, culture is an interesting focus in it as well. It's not one of the like main focuses, but it's kind of like nicely weaved mm -hmm. um, in between the story and everything. And um, there's a, a few different cultures are explored, so that that was interesting as well. You've got to read it with an open mind rather than expectations. Yeah. Yes, you do. Yeah, that's that's right. That's an interesting one because I I really am drawn to certain synopses, but possibly wouldn't read a book unless. I know what to expect. Like, for instance, whenever yeah. I read a fiction book, I read the synopsis, I look at the cover and see if all that draws me in. And before anything, I read the last page. Because, yeah, you do. Don't yeah, you? yeah, because I like to know where I'm going. But if I'm to read a book with an open mind, sometimes that's a bit too vague for me. I need to know, I suppose I need to know the restrictions, if you like, or, you know, which way I'm going with it. So yeah. reading with an open it mind, that sounds a bit scary to me. Yeah, see, I'm the opposite. If I accidentally read the last page, I can't read the book because <laughs> I know what's going to happen. I hate that. I, I always accidentally read the end of a chapter before um, I've got there. So, you know, when, when it's on the right and you've just flipped over to the left side, I accidentally sometimes glance down and then it just like spoils everything for me. Completely the opposite. I love books where I just have no idea what's going to happen. I am a spoiler. I am a spoiler lover. I know. And I'm, oh, I hate them. I'm, there's so few people like me. The, my last question on this one was, um, <laughs> would you read more from this author? And I'm guessing the answer yeah. is absolutely. Definitely, yeah. Um, I'm really interested to see what other ideas he comes up with because he's obviously got a really good imagination. And plot, his plots are very intricate and involved and just completely out there compared to other people. And I think actually maybe that's why... I really enjoyed the fact that this book wasn't what I expected it to be because actually 
if I'm think, thinking about a time slip novel, it's quite a common theme to compare modern day and past, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So maybe that's why he didn't make a touch on that much, because that's what everyone else would do. Yeah, I feel like he kind of looks at your standard sort of fiction and then kind of twists it on its head and makes it something completely different. Okay, so let's move on to Life Beyond the Castanets by Jean Roberts. So tell us what this one's about. Might be people listening that um heard my first review or maybe not, but her first book, um, A Kiss Um Behind the Castanets, was um a travel memoir about her moving out to Spain um, and all the um interesting things and problems came along with that and there were quite a few. Um and so that was great and then by the end of the book she'd um settled down in um, and then she's now written her second book, which um kind of goes beyond that. So um she's there's, there are some further problems and issues and things that happen while they're there. Some, some quite um, catastrophic, actually. Um, but she also kind of explores um, beyond Andalusia where she lives. And they actually um, go to different places and they go on road trips and things. And she kind of documents all of her experiences. Um, and so it, it's kind of similar to the first one, but it's got a different edge to it. Okay, I was just going to say to you, is it more of a... Because it is non-fiction, is it more of a part one, part two? But is it a very separate book? No, no. Well, it's to be honest, you could read the second one without having read the first one. But I think it's still better to read the first one first uh, to get the context. And um, but she's written it in such a way that it it's not like it's completely nonsensical if you haven't read the first one. But um, it's yeah. It, I I feel like they are in parts. I think it would make more sense to read the first and then go on to the second. From what I recall, the covers are very similar, aren't they? They are, yeah. Um, really pretty covers, actually. And, it, covers. and it's published by Ant Press, if I recall, yes. as well. So, aside from knowing Jean, the pair of us know Jean, mm-hmm. um, and that you've read the first one, what pulled you in for this one? Oh, it's just so exciting. And I think as well, it. I was... I mentioned in my review, it's like perfect lockdown reading because we can't travel anywhere right now and it's rubbish. And to be able to be transported to Spain in happier times and all these other places was just lovely. I read I read it in less than two days. It was so nice. I just couldn't put it down. And it's quite interesting, actually, because um, I had a period of time over summer where I just um, some things had happened and I just did not pick up a book. I'd lost all my focus and motivation for pretty much everything and um, and I just really couldn't read and then this was the book that got me back into reading again and so I picked it up and yeah I just read the whole thing it was just like really nice to go somewhere else and live through someone else's eyes um, and just see all these wonderful things uh, that Jean's experienced. It's interesting because at the, at the uh, outset of the show today I asked you what you thought about the level of publishing in lockdown well it seems um jean's publisher seems to have had the heads up on this and published it during lockdown the first lockdown so that was a a really good timing yeah yeah this is a great time for travel books right now and and who could have known that who could have predicted that yeah lovely experience I'm guessing you're a loyal fan to Jean yes. Roberts now. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> what stood out for you mostly in the book? There are a few things, but I think the most that there's two main things that really stood out. So first of all, um, how much of a learning experience the book is. Um, 
because this book details loads of different things and then there was like a, a chapter or a couple of chapters and um, where I learned quite a lot about Franco and, and the dictatorship and um, so the history of Spain and um, there was a chapter uh, devoted to the Spanish Civil War and this is all through conversations between a couple of people that she's met uh, which is really interesting because then you're actually hearing about other people's actual experiences um, and then there was also a really nice chapter um, where Jean went to Gibraltar for a Remembrance Day parade. So that was a real nice learning experience as well. So that that was one thing. Um, I felt like I came away with a whole new set of knowledge. Um, it, and it wasn't just about living in Spain. It was about lots of other things as well. And um, the other thing, I think, is the way that Jean manages to write lovely short chapters which are easy to pick up and put down and um, or you can read loads of them in one go if you so prefer um, but each chapter is meaningful um, she kind of I guess you could say she kind of makes the mundane memorable um, so she'll have chapters there's one for example that stands out for me um, and she it was just her going clothes shopping which is a mundane standard experience but she wrote about the experience in such a way that there was like a lot of reflection and it made the experience seem really important and it was like heartwarming and nice and she does that with her writing she can take anything and then turn it into like either a lesson or a reflection or something that stays with you after you've read it that's actually prompted a, a question for both books actually in a moment so what didn't you like about this one go on long enough just like a little bit more um, but I'm sure there will be. Do, I was just going to ask, actually, do you know if she's writing another? I think so. I can't remember. I'm sure it said in there that she was, but I feel like no one should listen to me because I might just be making that up. <laughs> <laughs> I think knowing Jean, and if she listens to this, she's probably writing something else, I'm sure. I can't I imagine Jean not writing about travel. Yeah. <laughs> in, in one way or another. That's all the questions I have for Jean's. However, there's a couple that I've highlighted. We do try to find a joint theme or a joint something yeah. of each. Now, you've mentioned on both, they've both got historical aspects. Mm -hmm. And also, they're, both authors have got a, a, a level of um, noticing the intricate. Yeah, actually. Yeah, they both do. They do it in different ways. Uh, they deliver it differently, but they both do that. Yeah. So they're both returning authors. Yes. I hadn't even picked up on that one. <laughs> yeah, so I think the thing is about noticing the intricate, that's that's quite a skill. That's something that can really make an author stand out, especially yeah. for me. Um, I I love reading um, prose that just looks at things in a different way. Um, and yeah, both, both of them do that. Um, Jean does it in a reflective way, in a, like a more emotional way. Goldberg's writing is it does it in I don't know it's, it's still used as a tool but in a different way it's not necessarily emotional compliments his plots and yeah I think they're both elements of writing that each of these authors have found claimed that as their own in different ways yeah yeah because their writing style are both opposite complete opposite but that is the one thing they do have in common okay then well thank you so much for um telling us about these books this month um how can people get in touch with you if they've got if you've indeed even got any vacancies to yeah. <laughs> to review books i'm not currently taking on any reviews at the moment um but i hope people will be from next year but um authors can still get in touch with me anyway um and also in 
be honest, if you want to get in touch maybe to discuss a book um, that I've mentioned or um, to get recommendations or just to say hi, that's always nice. Um, so I can be emailed at um, hannah at pagesplacesandplates.com. Um, I'm on social media all over the place. So you've got me on Twitter. My handle is pageplaceplates. Instagram is pages.places.plates. And Facebook is Pages, Places and Plates. And if all else fails, just Google those three words and something will come up. <laughs> or blue smoke will come out the back of your computer. Yeah, all that. Yeah, that, that's not my responsibility. Though. <laughs> yeah, disclaimer. <laughs> Excellent. OK, that's brilliant stuff. Thank you for your time today. And um, hopefully we'll chat again maybe next month. Yes, yeah, and get some more books reviewed. Brilliant. Excellent. Thanks ever so much, Hannah. Bye. Right, see you later. Take care. Bye-bye.